Welcome back. This is episode seven of Joystick Journeys. Um, uh, I'm here again with my co-host, Cody. Uh, and things sound probably a lot different this week. We are having to do kind of a long distance podcast today. We're actually recording via Discord. Um, so hopefully, you know, in the future, this is just kind of a last resort thing. But we're going to go ahead and get started. Yeah, that 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 my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cody, how's the week been? Yo, man, like it's been a really good week, fun week, especially with all the games. Well, with the few games we've been in this week. Uh, yeah. Then there's been a, actually a decent, decent amount of news this week too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Without further ado, let's hop on into that. Um, I know BlizzCon was this week, so uh, they dropped some news about World of Warcraft's kind of coming expansions. They're doing like a whole trinity, well, like a saga. Um, It's like, yeah, yeah, kind of interesting to see what they're doing there. I probably won't play. I'd kind of like a clean slate, to be honest. But they're claiming this will be the best time to get back into the game. So I might, well, we might see. We might see where that goes. That's um, what I was saying. I was actually interested, like, it, it, um, with some of the th- things they're doing and some of these, uh, well, expansions they're going to be putting out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I uh, I was big in a while, you know, you and I played, me, you, Lauren, played for a while. Um, we played all the way through Classic, uh, through most of Burning Crusades, um, and then Lauren made it through most of BC, and you made it right to Phase 2 or whatnot of Burning Crusades before you dropped. I made it all the way through Burning Crusades and then through Wrath of the Lich King and just stopped uh, before ICC came out. So. Um, I am excited to see what they do with the future um, of retail because I haven't played since Battle for Azeroth. I did not play Shadowlands or the whole Dragon expansion, but I might revisit it for this whole saga thing. Well, yeah, because uh, well, I don't know if this was something able to do before, but yeah, they're like you can make a warlock tank or a mage healer. Oh, yeah. So they were talking about that. And the way they made that sound was like they're opening a separate server instance, almost like a different spinoff game mode or something. I don't know. It was weird how they described that. I definitely want to look into that because. Yeah, that could definitely be cool as somebody whose main DPS was maging and then who mained a priest, a healer all the time uh, being like a healing mage could be super cool oh yeah all right they also gave us some announcements about diablo diablo now has apparently 40 percent xp gains it's now 40 percent quicker uh to get to max level um so i really wanted to hop on diablo but no sale i'm not paying full price sorry I'm not paying full price for Diablo. Um, from what I've seen so far, I just I don't think it's worth $70. I was really hoping with the BlizzCon going on, they were going to put a sale out, uh, but they didn't. So 
maybe in the future, you know, maybe Black Friday and whatnot coming up, there will be a sale and I can snag it then. Uh, but until then, uh, no Diablo for me. Like I said, I think they're just holding out on doing any sale until it goes to Game Pass. Because, I mean, eventually I'm assuming it's got to. I don't well, see why they wouldn't. Yeah, funny you say that because now they've released the new Xbox bundles now come with Diablo. Yeah, so eventually it's going to be on Game Pass. I don't know what's taking them so long. But I think that's why they're like, nah, fuck doing sales. We're just, we're getting every big dollar we can. I think, yeah, right now it's not on the Microsoft store and probably a bunch of stuff behind the scene has to be finalized before they can do that. Oh, yeah. All right, let's see. So I think we might have touched on the bungee layoffs last week. People are really not happy about that. Uh, They laid off over 100 employees or something. And apparently included in that was um, one of the composers who did like audio for yeah uh, like almost since the creation of Bungie. yeah i about to say uh i think they said he was even in there for what what was the zombie game Spuds i think it was stub yeah. that's it yeah apparently he was there for that and you know beyond so uh Damn. some people are saying he was fired some people are saying he just retired you know conveniently like they forced him to retire uh, I don't know the situation, but yeah, the layoffs suck. Um, we're seeing that more and more in the industry. These studios are hiring these giant teams. Their games are underperforming. And then next thing you know, hundreds of layoffs. Well, I mean, that that's where, I'm, me personally, my opinion is they're probably going to be laying off even more because of how AI is going. I mean with you know running code and shit for you i'm sure somebody's going to create something to where you know practically ai will be doing the whole damn game dude i think that's still a little ways off because i was in that same mindset just a few months ago so i recently got back into using chat gpt and tried to use it for game dev and chat gpt just makes shit up and the, okay, thing is, okay. There's this a lot of people out there drunk who's yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people out there who's big into their AI, and they're probably like, "Well, you just don't know what you're doing. You know, it's all about the prompts." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, whatever. But the thing is, like, when you give Chat GPT something really complicating, because I've been using it for very basic things just to save me time in my development process. But then when I give it something that it can't quite handle. It'll genuinely give me a function. It'll be like, yeah, just call this function, you know, uh, object dot rotate camera. And the thing is, that function doesn't exist. So then I'll tell ChatGPT that, hey, that function doesn't exist. Can you please only use in the prompt? I think I'm being very specific here. Please only use functions that exist by default in, you know, Unity, whatever, you know, whatever class I'm using. And um and Chat GPT will go, Oh, my apologies. Here, I've rewritten that for you using your new specifications. And it just made up a whole new function again. 
And I'm like, okay, this is this is ridiculous. So I confirm I'm on the same version, yada, yada, yada. And then you call it out and it's like, hey, that also doesn't exist. I'm sorry. You may have to Google, yeah, or it doesn't ever say, tell you to Google, but it does tell you like, uh, you may have to, you know, get some help with support, yada, and it always ends up with a cop out when I, whenever I'm using it for like really in depth <laughs> development. So I don't know. Personally, I am, uh, I, I think Chat GPT when it comes to development is pretty far out. But again, for basic things, you can, if you have like a basic application in mind or whatnot, it can absolutely help you with that stuff. But once you get into the more in depth stuff, that's where it starts to struggle. I got you. So you can, it, I guess you can, like, uh, you can still somewhat use it for, like, yeah. like you said, the lesser shit. But so I still think companies are going to utilize that until it fully becomes. That's that's it's scary as shit. But you know, yeah, that's yeah, the way it's, the uh, yeah. So let's see what else we got. Uh. This one's not super relevant, but I figured I'd mention it. So it looks like Disney is set to get total control of Hulu. Uh, Comcast owned 33% of it, uh, but it looks like Disney might be buying out that last 33%. So uh, those Disney plus Hulu things might even, you know, just bring them all into one app. We'll have to see what the future holds for that. I canceled both Disney plus and Hulu. So right now I don't care. Hulu. It's like one of my biggest other than Netflix. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Apple event. I was wrong. They actually didn't announce the M3 iPad. I, I know it's less than six months away. I say I know. I don't know. But I, I'm sure it is. They announced the new chip. Um, They'll probably do an iPad event in like May or April or something. Um, They are due for a refresh. So anytime now there. Uh, they also announced a matte black, um, new MacBook, which looks really nice, but I am so disappointed with Apple now. Apple's MacBook, man. So they're, it, I think the entry cost is, no, okay. They have the cheaper one, which is less than what I'm about to say, but it's like the MacBook Pro or something. Whatever the one they announced is $1,600. For that $1,600, you get eight gigabytes of RAM. Now, you and I were discussing this because the laptops we bought in high school back in 2010, we bought, you know, some of the latest, greatest laptops back then, sure. I'm pretty sure those had eight gigabytes of RAM. Oh, yeah. And here's Apple way, way, way behind. Okay, and people's going to buy it because people love their products and they have the matte black. Everyone loves, well, most people love matte black. I do. Uh, And when they announced it, that was the first thing I said. I didn't even look at the specifications. I'm like, ooh, it looks so nice. But then come to find out, they're like, oh, hey, now the new M3 chips support ray tracing. Like, oh, shit, cool, awesome. Now I might, you know, be able to upgrade whenever the M3 Mac Mini comes out, upgrade my Mac Mini, uh, you know, and it'll support the ray tracing and whatnot that I've been messing with because, you know me, I love dynamic lighting whenever I'm doing development. And, um, and, uh, but then it's like, hey, by the way, 
that eight gigabytes of RAM is shared between the graphics processing and the central processing unit. So it's, you have eight gigs total for graphics and for the OS. And I'm like, no way. And they're charging almost $2,000 after taxes. You're looking at what? $1,800 for a device with eight gigabytes of RAM. Damn. That, yeah, yeah. It's to, and to give you an idea, let's, let's see, let's see. So right now I know you can get a, uh, Asus, rog uh laptop and uh of course that's a windows laptop it's a gaming laptop it has 16 gigabytes of ram uh 512 gigabyte ssd which i think is more i think the mac is 256 or 512 so that's either double or this on par it has a 3060 so it has of course dedicated graphics in there uh, and then the 3060 has its own six gigabytes of GDDR. So it's own graphic RAM. So, you know, if you pull an Apple on that one, I think my math comes out to like 22 gigabytes of RAM, 16 for the computer and eight, or I'm sorry, and then six for the graphics. And that's $900 right now. That laptop, oh, and that's a 144 hertz screen, refresh rate uh, screen. And that's, nine hundred and nine dollars right now on sale at best buy compared to sixteen hundred dollars for the mac i'm I'm just i'm so disappointed in apple well that's why i've always been against apple all they are is a brand um as Uh, in i mean don't get me wrong they do have i guess uh like you said uh the family thing you know, yep. uh, where you could pinpoint where your family is within, like you said, it, it was up to five feet. It, and that's it, yeah. incredibly accurate for most things, because I know I've used family things here and there, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're within this 20 to 50 yard radius, which is still, yeah. you know, pretty good. But, I mean, five feet, you know exactly where that motherfucker is. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. So it that, is. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Other than I'm that, sorry. no. No, that's it. I was just saying. Yeah. Other than uh, that family thing, I I see them as just a money sucking brand. If it yeah, like, if it wasn't for the family infrastructure, I would absolutely swap off of Apple. Um, of, of course, their UI is nice. Their ease of use is great. Uh. But the family integration is the big thing that keeps me there. Other than that, I I I, I miss my Samsung's locked folder and all that. And sure, uh, Apple has a hidden folder that you can use and whatnot. But anyway, you could just store your secure documents and stuff. And it was just a lot easier for me back then. And uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Um. Oh 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 boy, check this out. So turns out with the MacBook. You do get 512 gigabyte SSD. So it is the same amount of space. Um, You don't have that dedicated graphics processing unit. And you are, again, getting a stupendous less amount of RAM. You can't even get the matte matte black one unless you buy the $2,000 MacBook. So you have to buy the $2,000 one. 
which comes with 18 gigabytes of RAM, which is actually very nice um, compared to eight. Um, but yeah, so, and that comes with their M3 Pro. So if you want the matte black, you have to buy the M3 Pro. Um, at least the M3 Pro. They have the M3 Max as well, they announced. But uh, yeah, that is, that's so disappointing. Uh, eight gigabytes of RAM for $1,600. You can't upgrade it yourself because Apple now solders on their RAM. So there's no popping open the laptop and swapping your RAM out. It's soldered on there. Very, very disappointing. But so yeah, uh, it's also 14 inches. So if you want a 14 inch laptop, because you might be saying, "Oh, yeah," but the MacBooks are small. That Asus ROG Zephyrus is also 14 inch laptop. Um, I do wonder if <laughs> I am curious if Apple at least has. You know, I, I bet they don't. But I wonder if they do have a screen that supports more than 60 hertz refresh rate. Uh, all it says is liquid retina display. Yeah. So I doubt it, but, um, yeah, $900, you get infinitely better specs. Uh, sure. This comes with a Ryzen seven, which is still a solid CPU. And I bet it's borderline on par with that M3. So that's anyway, we're going to move on because Apple's making my head hurt with that one. Uh. Let's see. So Microsoft, I don't know if you saw this, Cody. They are now banning third-party controllers. Oh, Cody, did I lose you? Uh, hello? There you are. Oh, my bad there. Um, well, good thing I'm not on console no more. Okay, <laughs> so... Let me tell you the uh, ins and outs of that. So they are banning third-party controllers, but they're banning third-party controllers that haven't been vetted. So as long as they have that, they'll have that nice little sticker or whatnot on the controller that says licensed by Microsoft or whatever, whatever it says, or Microsoft certified. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. Yeah. All those will still work. So all those, okay. you know, yeah. So all those controllers you get from GameStop, all those should still work. But now a lot of those emulators, and by what I mean by that is people buying those, um, whatever they were called, starts with an X. Uh, they had the like Cronus and stuff back in the day, but allowed you to do mouse and keyboard uh, on your Xbox. And a lot of people are saying it's cheating in Siege. And um, that's where it was big, was in Rainbow Six Siege. And well, and other shooters, but that was kind of the biggest one with traction there. Uh, because there's such an advantage in Siege for mouse and keyboard versus controller. But uh, yeah, so if those are no longer, you know, if they're not certified by Microsoft, those won't work anymore. So console Siege players rejoice for now, unless they get certified by Microsoft. Of course, this <laughs> isn't going to impact their accessibility equipment. A lot of people had concerns about uh, fight sticks because almost all fight sticks from from the thread I was reading uh, at the tournaments and whatnot, they use um, this device that allows it to integrate with the Xbox. And, um, and so everyone's up in arms calling to Microsoft, hey, please get this device vetted. We cannot build our own custom fight sticks uh, because they all use this more. Most of them use this device 
So please at least certify that device. So uh, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Microsoft has been doing a lot of things properly for the community. So I feel like that's something they would, especially if Phil Spencer gets wind of it. Um, you and I were talking about it before. Phil Spencer has been great for Microsoft for Xbox. So, oh yeah, uh, I imagine he'll get the team in the in the right place. Definitely, definitely. Let's see. Last thing I have on my list is, and here's what I wrote: Modern Warfare Three is shit? Question mark. Um. So, <laughs> so. Here's what I've heard about Modern Warfare 3 is there are so many issues with the campaign. I've heard the campaign is the worst campaign ever put in a Call of Duty game. Probably worse than the Call of Duty games that didn't have a campaign. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Then, I, I don't know. Mainly, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go ahead. I oh, I was just getting into the aspect of, I think, I don't even know how it really is. I've seen some TikToks about it. About, uh, I think they mainly went hard on zombie this time. Well, if you're a zombie enjoyer, and if that's true, that's actually pretty exciting. I know, you know, growing up, you and I did love the zombie, so that could be cool. That's what technically um, brought us to Call of Duty. Yeah, Other you're exactly that, we right. Were strictly Halo. We literally <laughs> bought uh, World at War. Is that was that it? Yep. Um, but then that's back when you had to unlock zombies. Didn't you have to beat the campaign just to unlock the zombies? Yep, because I remember <laughs> uh, I was like, all right, I'll just hurry up, blast through it, unlock zombies for us, and me and you can both play. Well, then we get to that point and find out, oh, no, you also had to beat it, beat the campaign as well. Before we could both play zombies <laughs> together. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10 design there. <laughs> I was, I, we were so shitting at that point because we were like, oh, yeah, we finally got done with the campaign. Zombies. Join in, Patrick. Pat, Patrick, join in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as some of you out there, I don't know if that was ever changed. If you're screaming right now, that's not true. Keep in mind, we did not have internet at this point playing World at War. So if they ever released a patch that just let you play zombies, again, I don't know if they did, but if they did, we didn't have it. Um, we didn't get internet until the later days of the 360. Yeah. Uh, a little, yeah, I think it was... I don't know. I know we were playing Halo 3, so... Um, online. But uh, no, no, yeah, we, so. we played Halo 2 online as well there because uh, I was about to say, I remember they did that one old commercial advertising Xbox Live and the, that dude was like in a he was in like a fucking chicken suit or something. And he was explaining, you know, how cool Xbox Live was to like, I guess, his manager. So they were portraying. Right. If, if you remember that commercial. So, well, the thing is, World at War. Okay, so World, I, I do remember what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. But World at War came out after Halo 3. So maybe we did have internet. And maybe there just never was a patch about zombies. Maybe zombies was just unlockable. Maybe we're right there. So Yeah, because I even remember playing multiplayer and uh, that and it having that uh, freaking anti-tank rifle in multiplayer that people were just running around abusing oh, people yeah. with. Because it was okay, a yeah. one-shot anywhere gun. But it was like, Kyle! 
Okay, so yeah, it, it does say here that zombies had to be unlocked via beating the campaign. So it looks like that never changed. So, um, yeah, I do remember that having to speed run the campaign just so we could play it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so apparently now the campaign's horrible. You can finish it in no time. And I just want you to take a wild guess at how many gigabytes approximately you think this new Call of Duty takes up. Probably 160 to 180. Oh, that's cute. Uh, it's over 200. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so keep in mind, you know, I think original Xbox 360 was 12 gigabytes of space. And that's if you got a, a hard drive. Like you, some people only had like a memory card. Um, and now we have games that are over 200 gigabytes of file storage. And, uh, but the thing is, I think the base installation, yada, 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 yada. So I, I, I guess there's also, they're saying Modern Warfare 3 will take up 200 gigabytes in file storage. The base installation for the central hub is 50 gigabytes. So are they saying 240 gigabytes for full installation? And I, I'm not mathing 200 plus 50 there. I just found an article that just confirmed 240 gigabytes for full installation, 234.9. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, we were just talking about that Asus laptop and that MacBook. Uh, those have a total of two, uh, 512. Uh, and that's half, over half after your OS file and one game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Because the you know Xbox uh, One S that people are still using, or you know Xbox One X that people are still using, uh, not not the newest generation of Xbox, but them, they're you know like if you don't buy an extra hard drive for them, I think they only get 500 or 512 yeah. gigabytes. Yeah, so, I, I know you could get the one terabyte version of it, but still, that's yeah. a quarter, a quarter of your storage space and and if your os is taking up some of that space which i imagine it is maybe not but still a quarter of it is gone to one game that's insane to me that that's that's if the world of games keeps going that way that means you could have three or four games installed at one time i think that's what they want to do and you you gotta be like oh man well i want these call of duties on there or you know i want these uh games on there i think games are well they're trying to force you to be like no only my shit on your console yeah right <laughs> it's i don't know that's that's insane to me and oh, i get it sure if all that's going to good use and you actually have a phenomenal game here maybe but from my understanding is they might have just built this on top of the old one people are saying that when they're trying to launch i think it was on playstation 5 when they're trying to launch Modern Warfare 3, people are getting errors that say, please insert your Modern Warfare 2 game disc for the PS4. Oh, yeah, because uh, they use the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I, how do you mess up that bad? Because Call of Duty's just turned into, well, they're turning into just a little money grabber. They, yeah, they, uh... they are not doing anything really for their community anymore. Other than, hey, pay for this, pay for that. Oh, you want those laser eyes? <laughs> pay for this. <laughs> it's super disappointing. The way of gaming when, is 
getting toxic. I dropped them when they came out with that laser eye shit because I'm like, dude, no, don't. I it just <laughs> rubbed me in the wrongest fucking way possible because that seems more Fortnite-ish to me than you know Call of Duty like. Yeah. Keep yeah, it sure. with the airstrikes. Keep it with the, you know, mortar strikes, choppers, all this and that. Keep all that. Don't let me shoot freaking lasers out my eyes. I don't care why you're trying to show me I can shoot lasers out my eyes. Or at what, least make what? it to where that's an execution. Not where you could literally walk around and laser people down with your eyes. I think annoys me with that is because I am a sucker for collapse big time. Like whenever they had the attack on Titan one, I jumped on it. Um, But my issue with collaborations and call of duty is you're paying for your collaboration stuff for like what a year before they release their next game. Sure. You don't have to buy their next game, but you're going to get left behind because 80% of the player base is. Um, So it's yeah. So people who bought all that, you know stuff and and maybe you could still use it in uh the the whatever there why do we keep forgetting the name of the <laughs> the, the battle royale um warzone yeah warzone maybe uh, you can still yeah. use it in warzone i don't know how that works maybe your skins will let you keep going there again i jumped out of call of duty but uh i i yeah, if not, then people who bought all the the boys uh, collaboration items, Modern Warfare Three just came out, and that collaboration was only a few months ago. So what? Now, now you got to move to another game. You don't get to keep your stuff. It sucks. That sucks. Oh yeah, definitely. With Fortnite, when you know the latest collaboration comes out, you know the Dragon Ball Z stuff is what got me into Fortnite. Uh, but then like when the Jujutsu Kaisen stuff comes out and I, I, I like, okay, okay, I'm not playing Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm at, you know, Fortnite this month, but I do love Jujutsu Kaisen. So I hop on, I grab the Nabara skin or whatnot. Sure. Whatever. And then when I come back to the game in six months, like we did, then my stuff is there. There's no Fortnite two that I've got to worry about. Sure. Yeah. You, the seasons have changed. It's a whole new map and all that. I keep all my stuff though. So um, yeah, so I'm kind of over Call of Duty in their um, collaborations. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, everybody loves Snoop Dogg. Uh, but when they were trying to up the uh, sales numbers of Vanguard, they are like, oh, you can only get Snoop Dogg is if you buy <laughs> Vanguard. So they tricked a lot of people into buying that atrocity shit show of a game yeah just yeah. just for snoop dog i waited out i'm like dog i love you snoop you've been my favorite but i'm not i'm not spending 60 dollars just on you <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure vanguard was the one uh that we played there for a while but where even a year after release they had the bug where if you ever caught on fire and uh the fire just never went away so you yeah, just ran around. That. Yeah, you, you didn't die from it. You didn't burn to death. But the fire just graphically stayed on your character and everyone saw you on fire, even though you weren't burning anymore. And it's just how is how did that still exist a year after the game came out? Like it, it's it was crazy. I, I almost feel like if I hopped into Vanguard right now, that bug's still there. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd hope I am. It's been years. 
but uh they they just i don't know the player base seems like it's coming second and uh oh, that yeah. sucks definitely it's it just seems to be more buy this 20 dollars skin buy this 20 dollars skin now buy but, this 25 dollars skin <laughs> all right oh, oh it's on sale now 14 yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I'm tired of talking about Call of Duty. I, I'm yeah. tired of wasting my breath Fuck on them. Yeah. Let's get into some cool things. Um, one thing I saw today that made me think of you. Have you ever heard of a game called Sea of Stars? Ah, uh, very vaguely. I do know the name, and something is telling me I should know about this. Okay, so uh, the game came out like recently, it. like this August, um, and somehow it passed under my radar. And people are all like, hey, this game is one of the best RPGs I've ever played. And I'm like, hold on, let me check this out. So as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that is a Cody game. That is a game that just reminds me of sitting, laying in my bed, watching you play through various RPGs back in the day. Uh, sea of Stars is an RPG. It's very, very kind of, it's turn-based, it, very Final Fantasy-esque. It reminds me of... um you know, some of the old Final Fantasy games. Uh, and I think that's what they were going for. Uh, they do have things like fishing and, you know, like there's like a whole boat mechanic. The art style is. Uh, which I'm a sucker for pixel art anyway. But yeah, it's kind of star dewy a lot. <sighs> People and especially artists out there would hate me for saying that the the graphic fidelity is a lot better than stardew uh but it is kind of 2d and pixelated in a way like stardew is um but it's a higher resolution of art than stardew is um yeah so it's yeah um i'll send you a link to it it's it is a bit expensive it's 35 dollars, but um all the reviews and everything yeah, all the reviews and everything I've seen, well, most people are like, yeah, this is absolutely worth it. Um, the game is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Uh, so that might be something you and I have to check out. It's not multiplayer, unfortunately, but uh, I might watch a playthrough or, you know, uh, if you ever get it, watch your playthrough. It looks good. Oh, well, yeah. It, uh, I just uh, looked up a little quick video of it. Yeah, I do like the style of the art, you know. Um, and yeah, you're right. It does kind of have like that Final Fantasy-ish, you know, Final Fantasy VII-ish kind of like menu. Yeah. And whatnot. It it looks pretty cool for one of those. And yeah, you're right. Those some some pixel games can capture my heart. But I have seen some trash ones that I'm just like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. Yeah, I was trying to get into pixel art there forever so I could make, you know, pixel art game because I figured if I can do art, it's going to be the pixelated variety because, you know, I'm no artist and I needed to make my own assets. But, man, it's I do have an appreciation for the artists who do it because it is not easy. Um, oh, yeah. But now let's get into our big topic, Cody, because I'm kind of itching to talk about it. <laughs> what we've been playing this week. Damn so, right. We bit the bullet Friday, Thursday, whatever. I was sitting around trying to figure out what we wanted to play. We've been playing a lot of Stardew lately. We mentioned that. And, um, and Return to Moria was just calling me. I just kept hearing the Misty Mountains, you know, 
in my head telling me right. to return to Moria, right? So, uh, yeah, so I've we ended up getting... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's drop the podcast. Let's go play now, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, wow. so we... Um, we we picked up Return to Moria and we got Nomrik in as well. I was really hoping he could join us today since we're actually having to do this over Discord. Um, but he is still sleeping, unfortunately. Um sleepy boy. He is sleepy. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh Return to Moria. <sighs> I've been enjoying it. I really have. Oh we have is over the top in <laughs> this game okay we have put in i have put in 25 hours and you're pushing 35 hours now um uh, or, or let me double check that just to be sure <laughs> about to say i know i go to bed at like four or five in the morning and you're staying up much later so uh oh no yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry i put in 15 hours last night you were at 25 i got my numbers mixed up so now you're probably close to 35 or so Let's see. Uh, that could be way off, but let's see. I got to go to. Uh, if you shit. go to your uh, Epic Games and then just go to yeah. Library. Yeah, that's sort of what I was looking in Steam. I, I forgot it's not through Steam. You got it through Epic. <laughs> that that's that's the biggest downside. I really want it in my Steam library, but uh, unfortunately, you know. Uh, well, thankfully, I do have Fortnite because otherwise I'd get rid of the Epic Game Store. I just don't like that much stuff on my PC and it's just another thing. But because I already yeah. had it, I'm like, you know, whatever. Well, I'll just get returned to Mario. Oh, uh, well, I just got over to 24 hour mark, 24 hour, 15 minutes. OK, so Cody's at 24 hours. I'm at close to 15 um, and I have this thing, you know, whether my friends and family agree is a $60 game is worth $60 if you get 40 hours out of it. So what's cool about Return to Moria is it's a $40 game. So uh, I want to get 25 hours out of it and I have 14 out of it already. And apparently we're not even halfway through our first run. Um, which is nuts to me. I I don't know how true that is, but uh, I I hope it is. I feel like there's a lot more ahead of us, and uh, and it'll be awesome if it is. Because right now I'm really enjoying this game. Oh yeah, uh, hell, uh, you know me. I usually have to find a way to farm something. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's what uh me and Namri kind of did last night, because. Once I found out about the whole teleportation thing, when we got into Nomrich world, that's the first thing I was doing. I'm like, hell no. I'm tired of this fucking walking back and forth. <laughs> We're getting the teleport. I said, I don't care. I will slay in these freaking mines forever till I get one black diamond. Took a while to get one, but uh, we went down just a little bit further. Uh, and... Uh, you know, in, in the Mines of Moria, you got the hordes that come. Yeah. And how you attract the hordes, you know, noise. Noise, noise. attracts. So there's certain buildings that are in the game that when you smack them, it does no damage to the floor, but it still produces that noise to where it'll build up your meter. A nice little... Well, 
Yeah. So I found out, you know, the best way to do that is to make sure you find a little sweet spot to where you're getting four hits each swing. So essentially, I was just doing a war chant, constantly making the horde come and fight me. And I just built the freaking door doors. Like I built five of them in a line. And I would get them mad at me on one door, run to the other door and attack them on the side, then revert back in there, heal up if I need to, repair my armor if I needed to, and then go right back outside and just keep killing and killing. And we were getting so many gems and ingots. Like those uh, new ingots that we found last night on yours, the ones that started with the S. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I know I'm murdered. <laughs> I was going to say, I know. I know, I know, Ingen, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, me and Nomrit got enough of them, and we still haven't even found the forge to use them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you've kind of caught up to where we are in the playthrough with, uh, with my world or whatever. Pretty much. We don't have all the like blueprints that we have in yours unlocked, but we're 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 right behind it. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So, thing is, for any of you out there who enjoy survival crafting, you know, builder whatever games, uh, now. One thing I was worried about was the content Valheim had for the price compared to what this have. Valheim does have, at this point in time, probably more content for sure. Uh, there is something about being in the mines, though, that is just uh, maybe, you know, the children do yearn for the mines, brother. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's the IP because I, I keep talking about how, you know, I'm a big Lord of the Rings person and uh, the moment you launch the game and you get to see Gimli there and he's old and and you're returning to the mines to reclaim Moria. The whole story behind it and everything just it really gets to me. It gets me going. I love it. Bro, fuck these goosebumps. <laughs> right, right. Okay, like I'm now, still getting them. <laughs> now the thing is, so there's reviews out there. If you look it up, you'll see up oh, four out of ten. Oh, this game's garbage. Yada yada yada. Uh, but then you'll see a lot of nine out of tens and stuff as well. So I'd I'll go out and say uh, it's it's probably a you'll love it or you'll hate it game. If you're a solo player player playing this solo, I could do it. I would absolutely not enjoy it as much as co-op. I, I, I don't know if I can recommend this for uh, solo players out there. Now they do have a discord. Uh, the, the official, you know, the devs have an official discord that has like a looking for group there. So and the community is super helpful. I've been browsing the Discord and whatnot. It looks like they are planning future updates, which is awesome. I love to hear that. I really want to see this game supported in the future. Um, so uh, does it warrant a bad review? No, I, I don't think so. The thing is, the people who are giving it a 4 out of 10 or whatnot, I feel like they're reviewing this game like it's a $60 AAA or whatnot. And it's not. This is double A at best. This is an indie studio, essentially an indie studio, um, who got a hold of the IP and they were able to make this game. And what they've done with the multiplayer and everything has been f fantastic. The UI, bits of the UI can use some work. And they said they're already reworking a lot of the UI to make it look better. But some of the UI 
is really nice. I don't know. I keep talking about the cooking. I love it. I love when one of us is cooking something. It just shows you what is cooking and how much time is left instead of you having to go and open it to see or whatever. Yeah, um, I definitely like that aspect too. You don't you don't get locked out of certain boxes when you and your friend are opening it up. That, um, also, yes. like the looking for group thing, like you're talking about. I like that aspect because yeah, if you're solo and you you want to find people, yeah, go on the Discord. And the good thing about that is, your dwarf just keeps on getting to go over into these newer and newer like new games. Yeah, so you, you can keep the same nothing dwarf. that you have on you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that is one thing you got to be careful of. If you have your equipment, you bring it into someone other someone else's world, sure. Or if you go into someone else's world, bring your equipment to another one. Uh, is you know, if you want the story to have the proper pacing, the game to have the proper pacing, don't go to your buddy's world, get the best pickaxe in the game, then bring it back to yours, because then you're going to end up a lot deeper than you should be when you don't have the proper equipment and stuff to be there. So yeah, I think you should play it at the proper pace because the game's difficulty does scale uh, pretty well. Um, oh yeah. We, I know in our world we're at three star enemies and we have decent armor and weapons and they are, they're Perfect. a bit of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bosses like are pretty nuts. I know I went in full, masterwork shield you can only have one masterwork item they have a masterwork torch a shield um pickaxe and you can only ever hold one masterwork but it should always be better than the others even with the masterwork shield this boss just clobbered me for like 70 damage which is a lot um right through the shield so it, it yeah uh bosses are pretty nuts we recently last night found a Water boss, I don't want to give any spoilers on the podcast for anyone who would enjoy it, but he looks insane. He was hitting like the ground for 120 or 200 or something. So that's like almost a one hit KO for us. And the thing is, your your armor does reduce the damage you take, but your armor initially acts as an overshield. So think of think of your durability as your overshield. If you have three pieces of armor on that might give you 120 extra health. They break that, and then everything goes towards your actual health. But because you're wearing armor, that number that you take to your actual health is reduced, but you can still die very, very quick in that game. Oh, yeah, because sometimes, you know, they got uh, the different weapon types, slashing, piercing, bludgeon. And, uh, yeah, that piercing totally ignores all your armor and will attack uh, your health sometimes. Just straight go for your health. Even though you got full armor, I was having that problem last night as well when I was doing my little farming. Yeah, yeah. So I know I was using a hammer uh, because any heavily armed enemies, it kind of crushes through their armor. So um, now the game is a $40 double A game. And I'm going to keep reiterating that. Don't hop in here and expect to see the greatest survival crafting game ever. Um, Honestly, <laughs> if they were to support this game for like another two years, it pro- it possibly could be. It's and um, I, I'm well again, again, I'm so biased because I'm ate up in the IP, but I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving all the lore, um, all the references to the Hobbit's party and to Gandalf, and there are some of those in there. Um, the different enemies that we're coming across, we come across goblins, we come across orcs. Uh, there's a whole bunch of enemies that I'm also 
uh, going to avoid some spoilers about. Um, but yeah, I as of right now, I'm only 15 hours in and I'm like, you know what? $30 is a really nice price and I wish it was $30, but I'm I'm not upset that I spent $40 on it. Uh, me either. But um, yeah. you did forget one of the like best masterworking uh, items. Like at the beginning, you forgot like so, this one. Well, the thing is, thing is, I wanted to talk about that though. I want to talk about that separate. So, one of my favorite things in this game is there. You can drink, right? You can create a giant, uh, you know, keg or whatever. Everyone can go fill a tankard, and then you all sing and dance together. So. That's one of the things I love about this game. While you're mining, you can harmonize and sing together. You get a buff from it. While you're drinking, you can dance and sing together. You get a buff from it. And then there's a masterwork item that allows you to get a portable keg, which is what Cody's talking about. Yes. And I love so, it. It's like the only only masterwork item I use. <laughs> yeah. So, so it allows him to put a big old keg on his shoulder. We can all just come up and fill up off of the side of this sing and dance and he has a unique dance because he's holding the keg and uh and then we you know we go about our merry way and i love it first off one of my favorite part of was uh about the dwarves and stuff from the movies and everything was always the singing and the harmonizing and it was just fun and to be able to do that in the game and the thing is now that nomrix joined us and he picked a feminine voice um it adds that uh, a, a new feminine singing voice to the harmonizing there. And it sounds so good. I love it. Yes, it, it, it does. It's, it's like now we're a complete band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be mining. And the thing is, you can't do it every time you mine. It has to proc. It's like a bonus. Yeah. And so it can proc off anyone. And we're all just like, come on, come on. And then it'll come up, you know, press E or whatever the controller button is to, to sing. And then everyone starts singing together. And uh, it's just a nice little boost of serotonin. I love it. Oh, yeah. And just all, all together. Like, yeah. It, fun game. Uh, definitely loving the... I, I, I think it's really... I'm not saying it's the best survival-ish like game, but right now is one of my top faves. And survival-wise, like you know, it surpassed the other ones. Valheim's okay. still there, but I love uh, Mines of Moria better. Yeah, so that's what I was about to say. We played a lot of Valheim this year. Subjectively, Valheim is probably mechanically a better game right now. Uh, the multiplayer, uh, doesn't have that many sync issues. I'll get into that in a second. They're, they're not game breaking in Moria. Um, you, uh, combat, well, combat in both games is still, you know, kind of feels like an afterthought, but not awful. Uh, but yeah, building is so much better in, uh, Valheim right Valheim, now, Yeah, which, and then, you know, you do have the uh, sailing to continents. And whatnot. So the thing is, mechanically, it's probably a more sound game right now, even though it's early access. But again, I think Return to Moria, ironing out the small bugs it does have, and if it were to add you know, a smidge more content here and there, yeah. Right now, if I had to play one, I'm I'm gonna pick Return to Moria because I don't know the IP just really hooks me in. Not just that, but that I feel like 
in Valheim, you and I are always doing something separate. While in Return to Moria, we do go our separate Big ways a lot. But time. but but yeah, we're incentivized to work together a lot, and 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 we do. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, just like the dwarves would do. Yeah, you know, sometimes they were off on their own, but then they they would band together and be like, "All right, we're furthering deep." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, I found the miner's helmet, which lets me have that little candle on my helmet, and I'm lit up, and I love that. I'm I'm going I'm going the shield build in this one, kind of like I did with Valheim, and I I'm I'm really enjoying it, man. I am really enjoying it. Uh, so if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, is this a good game for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll love the lore. Uh, there's a lot of things, so you can get Limbus bread. Uh, you have to get a very special elven buff to even make the bread. Uh, you have to find essentially an elven statue, which will give you a buff. And then after you're buffed by an elvish blessing, then you can make Limbus bread, which is very, very strong. Um, so there's you know cool things like that in there um there are references there's a reference to the balrog in there even though you know uh uh what is it Dern's mane he 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 did uh again cuz we are in we are in a later age here but uh it's i don't know man it, right now i'm wanting to hop back in like literally right now but i'm gonna hold off we're gonna finish this podcast and then cody and i are jumping right back into moria oh yeah back to the mines brother but there is one subject that uh explain to me what you mean by the combat mechanics seem to be an afterthought now the reason why i'm asking that is because i'm actually finding the combat to be pretty you know cool like you know you got your different weapons like you know I'm going the two-handed route, so like I can. Don't do worry, I got you. Massive I got you. Uh, damage. I can do my charge attack, which is going to you know do the big one. Then I got my light attacks, and I got my uh, running attack. You know, and I mean the combat seems pretty like good to me. Okay, so you're right. They they do have plenty of combinations with combat uh different charge attacks one thing oh one thing i forgot about the enchanting you can enchant your weapons and then it kind of lights up the ruins on your weapon for instance just like uh frodo's sword sting it glows when orcs are nearby you can get that enchantment on your weapon so all that's cool my biggest issue with combat is (sighs) i don't know what's going on with targeting so the thing is there's sometimes you just snap on all over the places and your swings just get wasted. So maybe the combat's not so much the issue as the actual combat system for like targeting and stuff like that. But then also hitboxes are really weird. So the one boss I'm hosting, so I should have like no issues here. When I had to fight the boss, my, my thing was, okay, I have big shield. I have masterwork shield. I'll go up. I can parry him. Then slash, 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 sure. But no, he was able to hit me when he was, his his hitbox was almost 10 yards ahead of him. Yeah, so if I, I was know. running away and I didn't block because I was trying to save, you know, stamina or go quicker or whatever, and he swung 30 feet gap there 
and yeah. I, and I'm getting hit, and I'm like, whoa. So combat with bosses and stuff is janky. Like if his fist hits me or his weapon hits me, I should get hit. But if I'm 30 yeah. feet away and he swings, it shouldn't hit every item, every goblin, and me just because we're 30 feet ahead of him. So yeah, they did say they're going to work on a lot of mechanics and stuff. So I think they're going to iron that out. But right now, it genuinely feels like they worked on the mine, the crafting, uh, the building, all this stuff. And then at the, at the end of it, they're like, okay, let's add enemies now and then add, you know, a fighting system. So that's what I mean by an afterthought is it feels like it's not as ironed out. But you are right. I would say it's not so bad where you're going to avoid it. Right now, if we get into a fight, I'm not running from it. I'm still comfortable enough yeah. and having a good time enough with it that I'm going to stay and fight. Um, but yeah, there's just some things I wish they would sort out like that whole weird targeting thing. Um, when it, it, if you're not targeting someone, it still kind of tries to auto target you to the nearest enemy. So like the sweeping attack I'm trying to do to swoop through multiple enemies, I like hit one. And then my character like jumps to the left at another guy who's too far away when I could have just hit yeah. the other guy who's right in front of me. So that's a little annoying. Um, but yeah, after you got the ruin table last night, we got to enchant. That's just like that. I don't know. That's so cool. I'm, I'm. You have to find the enchantments, which we got some cool ones. And uh, I yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Oh yeah, but, and I guess you're right about the whole targeting aspect. Um, I haven't been using the targeting as much because I've had the two handed and found out that you know it was better just to swing that motherfucker around. And yeah. uh, not even target. I mean, in the swing it in the general direction, but you don't have to actually lock on a target onto any of the enemies. Uh, I do every now and then when I actually see like a very tough enemy coming. And if I see a tough enemy with like a little guy here and a little guy there, like close to him, then I'll do my heavy charge attack. But other than that, I'm just swinging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, one of the things I love, though, and the games, this is one of the biggest reasons that right now I'd pick this up over Valheim, is when you build your base, and you put down your chest, and you could put down, say, okay, it, I have to put six stacks of ore in here, it's taking up a lot of this chest, or I could build a pallet and put all the ore on that one pallet. Well, as long as you're in range to your forge and all that stuff, it automatically pulls from any storage item nearby. Um, yep. It combines what's in your backpack to what's on pallets to what's in chest. And it'll just tell you, you can build everything and it automatically pulls from chest and pallets. And oh my goodness, as somebody who just built that three-story home in Valheim, who had to manually run and get materials nonstop, yeah. nonstop, nonstop. <laughs> this is... This is a godsend. It is so convenient. Uh, I got to agree on that. That is definitely a big plus in my book because now it's not like, fuck, fuck, where's that item? Where's that? I know we got that item. Where the hell is that item? You're just at the workbench and you're like, oh, there's the item. Yeah, so and, you, and much better item management. And then items that most. you've gathered or you didn't even know your friends gathered. Like uh, I needed leather, one piece of leather for a sword last night. I'm like, ah, oh, we are, we've never had salt before. And then there's four pieces. It tells me, yeah, you can craft leather. You have four pieces of salt. One of you guys found salt. Awesome. 
now I don't have to figure out where salt is. You guys already got salt. And boom, I, I can make my sword now, thanks to you guys. So, um, which brings me to another thing I don't want to forget because I almost keep forgetting it. You also share recipes. If one of you guys pick up silver for the first time, we all get all the silver recipes. Which Valheim, is definite plus. Yeah, Valheim, you and I are constantly going, hey, did you pick up this silver before so you can get these crafting recipes? And we're like having to make sure we've touched each other's <laughs> items yeah. at least once. So... <laughs> And again, I'm not shitting on Valheim here. We've had a yeah, great no, time with that, and that's a great, great, great game. But it is our most recent survival crafting game that we can compare it to that's also competitive in price. Um, yeah. So these are just some mechanics that are done better and uh, Return to Moria. So, oh, what you didn't know, Cody, is we picked up the game right after their very first update. They released their very first update, I think, on Thursday. And fixed a whole lot of stuff and even added some new mechanics and ironed out a lot of issues. So um, they are supporting it. And we just happen to grab it after that first big patch. So apparently they are planning a really big patch for December. Um, yeah. yeah, to help with balancing and some stuff like that. So uh, and then they say there's more to come in 2024. So I'm, I'm, I'm really I... excited. To By that, part of this. I mean, I, I think they kind of dropped the ball a little bit on this uh, with Moria. Uh, I wish they gave some kind of like, even if it was like heavily restricted, some kind of, I don't want to say skill tree, but I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, by heavily restricted, I mean like, uh, you could have one guy that's just really good at making meals, or you have one guy that can really do the mining better, or one guy that's got the building online. Even if they restricted it that much, I wish they added something like that. To okay, the game. I think I think doing a very simple system like Stardew would have worked great here. Yeah. The more you do something, you could level it up and hit milestones with it. Uh, not to the point where others are limited, but where you can get bonuses for doing it so much. So like, you know, whoever's doing all the cooking and whatnot, they eventually can get like a perk that's, you know, 50% cooking time. Yeah, I completely agree. And that could be a really good update for them because uh, I, I know they're going to put that in. I mean, that that's, that seems like an easy thing to input. Yeah, in like, like a no, like a no brainer, right? Like Valheim does have that mechanic. The more like right now, the more you block, the more efficient you are with blocking. So I'd like to be able to do that. I'm our shield user or, I, you know, I'm the only one shield really right now. And I would like to see that the more I block, the more proficient I am at absorbing damage with my shield. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one. It's not easy, but one small update that they could do that is a vast, you know, uh, improvement of life feature, quality of life feature. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Yeah, that, that's really good feedback. Actually, hop on the Discord and tell them that and make sure they're on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, hey, I'm going to make y'all game a hell of a lot better. No, no shut up, shut up. Listen to me. Yeah, hear me <laughs> I out. I played this game for 24 hours now. I know what's best for you. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Um, but yeah, no, for real, they, um, that, that would be super cool. Uh, I know right now a lot of the good meals do take forever. So having a bonus in cooking or something to reduce cooking time that, yeah, that'd be really cool. There's also, 
we occasionally have hordes that come attack our base. I mean, we have it pretty well fortified because we're down in a giant forge that we found. And then we kind of broke in the constructions that were around there, made our own walls and our own doors. And so now when the horde comes, we can either, you know, choose to fight him if we want. Or a lot of the times we just keep the doors locked and closed and you don't have to lock them, but you just keep them closed and we just repair them. If they beat on the door, we just get our repair hammer and ding, close it. Ding. Uh, Cause the thing is sure we can open the door, but then we risk letting them in and then breaking all our stuff. So uh, I don't want to do that. So we just uh -huh. repair the doors until the horde stops. And then we open because once the horde stops, no more is going to spawn. Then we open the door and kill whoever's left. A little scratch. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of mechanics I'm I'm really, really enjoying. I uh I, I'm glad we picked up the game. I'm genuinely enjoying it. I really, really, really have my cross for more content to come. Oh yeah, like uh I think uh something cool they could do, uh and I hope they do to add more content, which is uh like don't make it part of the story where like you have to do it. But uh, essentially make like where there are certain bosses out there where you're going to need like there's no if and or but about it. You're going to need like four or five people. I, I would yeah. like to see like it do end game bosses like that. Like you can do okay. the continue play. I want to see that be optional. Um, I because the thing I'm is, saying, yeah. There, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people out there who. Of course, um, they don't handle social situations well, or, you know, they just can't get themselves into one, or you know, maybe they just don't like them. But um, so I, I don't want to see their progress limited. But yeah, I think I think some bosses that are just impossible without a party would be really cool. And, and maybe not even impossible. Maybe do it like where it's intended with a party, but you can do it solo. But yeah, you've like got you to can. be perfect. Like if but you, you take a hit, you're, a yeah. base, you gotta you gotta get that one sweet spot where you're just shooting them with an arrow and running back, shooting <laughs> them with an arrow, run back. We've you're done it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think tonight we'll probably try that thing we found in the water last night. Maybe he looks really scary, but yeah, I, I'd I'd like to see what that fight's gonna look like. Oh yeah, uh, and like I said, with that teleporting shit. Uh, I'm just like the place that I found down uh, where uh, we went. Uh, there was already a Hearthstone place there, which is uh, your little camp, your little like that. That's what starts your building in Moria. Um, yeah, I was just using that, and then I'd put down a little map stone, and if I needed help with the horde, I could be like, "Hey, Nomric, you mind coming uh, through?" And he could just instantly boop right there with me, and we were both fighting the horde together. Yeah, I know but in my that's map. How I've been slowly going through, well, progressing forward in his, because he's been mainly, you know, building, which he, he loves doing that part, which I love because I hate building. Right. Especially in this one, I got to say I do hate the building. Uh, this little bad side of it. Okay, the but, 90 degree stuff is really annoying. Yes. So, um, with building, your items are kind of, they start off on a world axis. And what that means is, say your base isn't completely, you, say you've gotten yourself into a little cave or something, and that's where you want to set up base. 
but that cave is angled at 45 degrees. Anything you put down snaps to a world axis of, say, north, east, south, and west, 90 degrees. So while you're venturing, if you pull out an item, it won't be facing straight in front of you. It could be facing angled north and south. Uh, and then when you rotate it, it rotates 90 degrees facing east, facing south, facing west, facing north. Um, and that is very, feels very limited. And it's really annoying. Our base happens to be in one of the... Because it, it is procedurally generated, but based on a tile base. So if you're building in one of those tiles, and our tile is a giant forge. And so everything is oriented to line up with the forge, and we could just build our walls, you know, easy peasy. Uh, but, you know, if we want to rotate chests so that we have them in the corner or, you know, 45 degrees, we can't. Everything is limited to turning 90 degrees uh, based off the world axis. So that is really, really annoying. Oh, yeah. It it, it, it just fucks with my eyes and shit because I'm over yeah. there. Like, uh, it, it's been fucking with me bad. That's why I even stopped going back to to the little camp that me and Namrik had right there next to the place he was building because it was just really, really fucking with me. Luckily, yeah, he finally got it pretty built up pretty good like now so i'm actually able to come home to something beautiful <laughs> yeah it's not a showstopper by any means but if nah. you're in it for oh i want to build you know i want to rebuild moria well yeah you can rebuild moria but you're going to rebuild moria at 90 degrees oh so, yeah uh, so yeah it's uh it, that i i the thing is because again we're going back to valheim here you could graft you could grab items and turn them at an angle however you want. Nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and now that I don't have that, I'm like, oh, well, I missed that. So um, let's see. Definitely <sighs> definitely do miss that aspect of building. Even though I'm not a big builder, but when I do have to build something and that happens, uh uh. Ain't liking it. No way. <laughs> it, just, yeah. it just it overly fucks with me. It might be that OCD shit people be talking about. Yeah, Tra traveling through the mines though that has been uh that that's actually pretty good. You have a quick button for building platforms and a quick button for building uh kind of laddered platforms for descending for getting across gaps, all kind of stuff there, and um. And yeah, that works pretty well. I, uh, again, if you've got to turn a special angle, you know, your stuff's probably going to be hanging out of the rock weird, but you can do it. You, you know, no precise turning there, but it, it does work. We managed to build platforms that get us all the way down to some of the deepest deeps. And then, you know, we could climb our little ladders and get all the way back up. So really nice, really convenient. Uh, we will... We'll probably talk about this more uh, next week. I know Cody brought up a valid point. We were talking about Lords of the Fallen so much, and I kept on like, no more Lords of the Fallen. And then Cody was like, hey, why? And I'm like, you know what? I agree with Cody on this one. Why no more Lords of the Fallen? So, so yeah, we're not going to limit ourselves. Again, we're doing this podcast to have a good time. So if we want to talk about it, we're just going to keep talking about it. And next week, you guys are absolutely probably going to hear more about Return to Mario. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you're definitely going to hear more about it because, I, I mean, as I've understood the lore of, you know, the Misty Mountains, 
I've always thought Moria was like a like super deep mine. Like so I think we've just barely like threw a pebble into it yet. But yet we've already had so much. I'm about to say, yeah, we're gonna find out. I know, of course, in the lore the mines are insanely deep. Um and uh and what video games can do, you know, if it maintains that depth i guess we'll find out so next week cody's either going to come back mildly disappointed or he's going to be having a good time because i mean yeah we've only killed maybe two bosses right now no yeah, we've only like had that. that one boss so far that had a oh, bar wait, on yeah his... yeah we found a second boss but we haven't killed it yet and that yeah. first boss was pretty nutty. Um, I know you guys were doing a lot of the kiting of all the mobs while I was kind of chopping him up. So uh, that wasn't easy by any means. I know uh, the last boss, which I think they said the last boss. Yeah, they said the last boss. I don't know what that fight's like. I'm avoiding spoilers, but... um maybe this game can keep us it, it probably won't though the rate we're going we're moving pretty quick i was about to say maybe it can hold us at bay until the developers release their december update because apparently they're going to rework a lot of that fight apparently they've gotten a lot of feedback about that fight and they're going to redo a lot of it and make it a lot better so i uh, want to set expectations for you when we first fight this boss apparently it might not be the greatest fight ever because they're kind of going to rework all of it. But uh, when they do, when that December update comes out, we might just start a new world with the random seeds and the random generated stuff and everything being a bit different every time. I don't mind. I, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely. Well, you know, because we still we could still use your world because that's how we got it set up as now. And. When that new update comes out, we'll just start my world. Yeah, yeah, works and for me. Just get apparently you can on it all again. Yeah, apparently you can keep going after it's it's done. So, um, which I, I, that's another aspect I, I I'm gonna like because essentially, uh, people can join in on uh your server whenever. You know, uh, if you give them the invite code, or I guess you can, could you, do? can you make them public? Uh, is that a code, well, or is it strictly just code right now? No, I think it's strictly code-based. Like, right now, people, so there's, like, a whole horde of people on the Discord who just help people kill bosses and stuff, and the person's like, hey, can someone come help me kill yada, 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 and they just post their code. And that's it, so. Uh, okay, um, well, well, essentially, uh, but while I was getting to that was, uh, like, there's very, like, uh, cool and, hell, beautiful places down there in the mines. You can uh, build you a whole, your own fortress if you wanted. And, like, people could come in your world and, like, see your fortress and whatnot. And, heck, you could even do, like, a bartering system. Like, hey, um, I'm really needing this material. All right, you can come join my world. I'll trade you this for that. And then boom, boom, boom. Or hey, they you're can just come right. visit your, your, you could make your own little town down there and shit. 
It's funny you say that. There's you people on the Discord. Your buddies. Oh yeah, well, no, I was going to say someone on the Discord was asking for Elven wood. They're like, "Hey, I've chopped down all my trees. I need more Elven wood. Is there anyone that's willing to join me?" So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You can set up. You know, if the Discord community keeps thriving, you can uh, you know, do some trading and whatnot. It could be cool. Hell yeah, and then, you know, of course, like I was saying, you know, you, you, you can show off your immaculate, you know, building, well, town that you made. Right. Because I don't think there's a limit to what you can build. It just has to be around hearse. I haven't seen, like, a limit bar or anything like that. I'm sure at some point, you know, it'll, like... Games start bogging down. Yeah, bogging it down, of course, and probably make it a little harder to load in. But eh, nonetheless, I'm sure they'll iron that out, too, with the coming months. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the future of Moria. Um, I feel like there wasn't. I feel like there was another game we said we were going to talk about, but Moria has just kind of eclipsed everything. Well, I (laughs) remember a little subject I want to talk about, which was, you know, the old strategy uh style games strategist or whatnot like uh shogun oh, yeah. total war yeah rts real-time strategy yeah yeah and uh i've actually been getting back this game i think it come out in like the 80s or the late 80s maybe early 90s somewhere around there i think uh but i've been getting back into it and kind of loving it now i'm actually when i was younger I couldn't go past. I think they got like four different difficulties. <clears throat> I uh, couldn't get past the second one. Now I'm actually playing a campaign on the difficulties and uh, been getting my ass kicked. Yes, but I'm holding my ground now. I've I've got a part of my uh, country here, and I got a couple of couple of the states going. Uh, but it's been a good bring back. I've always loved these type games ever since the first one that ever brought me to this genre of type games was Age of Empires. Yeah, yeah, right. you've and then it went got, even the Command and Conquer. Yeah, I remember. So I remember we had the demo disc. We played all the, and we didn't know it was a demo at the time. Uh, we just thought we were bad, and we were finally progressed far enough. And it's like, uh, okay, sorry, you know, please <laughs> buy the full game to proceed. And we were like children; we were so yeah, we were disappointed, <laughs> so disappointed. We're like, oh, well, thought we had the full game going here. <laughs> this seemed like a full game, but then I remember beating it when we were like, oh, I wonder if there's more. And then yeah, we got stuck with that message, and I was just like. Well, fuck. <laughs> I started getting into it, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely getting back into those type games when you kick me out of the mines. Well, you've had me wanting to play Battle for Middle Earth two again. Yeah, same, same. I would like to play that one again. I, I would even had... like to. Uh, I mean, I know. Maybe it's just because I didn't get really into it, but the Halo Wars kind of was a little lacklustery to me. 
I didn't really. I wasn't that oh, much into yeah. it. Maybe it's because I played, you know, Halo 1, 2, 3, all the, you know, first person shooter to where when I did it in like a real time strategy mode, I don't know, really. It just didn't work for me. I didn't like it. They didn't, uh, when I played it, which was when it was first released, um, wasn't really like how. Uh, Battle for Middle Earth uh, 2. How that one, you know, you had the special characters like Tom Bombadil, and it had a lot of them. Whereas in Halo Wars, it was like, yeah, here's Master Chief. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I remember I remember watching you play um, Halo Wars, and I remember it not lasting long. Yeah, because it just, I don't know, like I said, it might have been because I spoiled my, well, ruined myself on uh, the first-person shooter aspect of Halo, and then tried to go to the real-time strategist deal, and it maybe that's why I didn't like it too much, but like I said, it just, uh, it was kind of lacklustery. Yeah. I mean, great, it had great graphics and all that, I remember, and visuals and whatnot, it had all that down packed though. Like, it looked really good. But as in playing it, I I kind of just got more or less bored or didn't really care for it. Yeah. I wonder if... Because the thing is, Battle for Middle-Earth 2 was on PC back in the day. But, you know, that's back when everything still came on disc and whatnot. I wonder if you can still yeah. get a copy of it. Wow, that makes us sound so old. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Back in the day when we had disc. <laughs> um, I know, I think it is on Steam. No, I don't think so. I know all the, the newer games. The, uh, uh, oh, shit, what were they called? Uh, damn. Phenomenal games. The uh the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, and um oh, yeah. whatever. Those are on those are on there. But um yeah, no, like some of the older stuff's not. Oh. Well, I can kinda I guess I can see no, because they do got a, a lot of different other older games on there. So no. Yeah, it I all mean, just came I down to... I would like it to be on. It would be cool if it could get there so I could replay it again. Yeah, there's. it looks like there's a couple ways online where they look super sketchy. This person's like $10 for a key. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> a key for what? Um, yeah, so... Oh, man. Uh, there was definitely something else I was going to discuss. I have forgotten it. Uh, this week, Cody and I will uh, be doing a little development, and then we'll be playing a lot more Moria. So we'll be discussing that more next week. Um, and we are going to do a bit of a shorter podcast this week just because of the whole Discord format. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, hopefully it's seamless and I can just upload this as it is. Uh, what else do we have to talk about, Cody, before we go? Um... 
Well, uh, we could uh, share the news, which uh, I think you said uh, this item's drop rate is so low. Like, I think you said it was at like 1%. Um, and I think there's only like eight trash cans around the village in Stardew that you can uh, check. But after checking them, you have a small chance to get a trash can lid as a Less hat. than 1%. It's like a thousandth. Of a yeah, it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's point one percent. I think. I think the I think I the odds know. are like, I think that yeah, I think the odds are one in one thousand, uh, to pull it. And we start yeah. we we started a new Stardew server, one without Nomri because Nomri has to work during the week, and we didn't want to progress without him. So just the me, Cody, and Lauren started one, and she finally got her trash can hat. It's literally a yeah. trash lid you wear on your head. Uh, from digging in trash and she and proudly got her trash hat now she has to get mine because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. i try to check the trash cans she's like that is uh 6 a.m get to the cans dog <laughs> oh yeah yeah i it's it's crazy because i i always know what time it is because if i go to the blacksmith early in the morning uh right at 8 40 lauren's making her round the final trash cans along that side she follows this path and it's, it, it never, uh, it, you know, she was talking about how she accidentally went off course because she had to do something else and it just ruined her whole Stardew day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but definitely, uh, let's see. I think that's about all I've got. That's new that we did this week. Yeah, yeah, we uh we we did have Halloween this week, of course. Uh, you know, that was a good time. Um, but it was it's just been a busy week. So um this week. Uh, sorry. This week Borborea. Um let's see. I know we have a back to back episode recording that we're gonna have coming up because we're gonna try to make sure we always have something. Even weekends were not available. I think that's the end of December, though. So I'll let you know when we'll be doing that. Other than that, I think we're good, Cody. Yeah, because uh, I, I want to get uh, back to the mines. Damn right. And yeah, I got. <laughs> I'm not sure when I'm going to go see uh, Shane or whatnot, but it'll probably be somewhere. I'm thinking I'm going to do it more around his birthday this year because I generally always go on Christmas. But yeah, so we we'll, might have to plan. Uh, that weekend like yeah all right well well, all right well everyone thanks for coming on this journey with us and again uh we are joystick journeys and we will catch you guys in the next episode yes thank y'all anybody who listens and whatnot we definitely appreciate it but we're having a damn good time with this and we'll see (laughs) y'all next time farewell doses